time for Lickin' On Lending. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you with us. Welcome to Lickin' On Lending, a weekly mortgage market update providing up-to-the-minute information on interest rates, loan programs, and hot industry news, all related to the mortgage industry. Brought to you by Transformational Mortgage Solutions. To participate in today's program, our guest call in line is 646-716-4972. Now here's your host of Lickin' On Lending, David Lickin'. Let's begin. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you here. So glad that you're able to join with us. It is February 7th, 2022. We've got the Olympics going on. Enjoying that. Feel so badly for the American skier, broker legacy. was smear cross. But anyway, fun to be watching the Olympics. So much going on in the world. So much going on with interest rates. Can't wait to get into that with Les, Matt, and Jack. All the stuff happening with mortgage rates. My gosh. We're going to dedicate one of the hot topic segments we got coming up here in a couple of weeks on interest rates. Does everyone need to revise their predictions? Well, we're going to be looking at that. Again, this podcast is created by mortgage professionals. It is for mortgage professionals. We're so grateful to have you as our listener. But anyway, our commitment is to bring you timely information in an audio format that you can listen to anytime and anywhere. So glad to have you with us. And it's sunny here and we're warming up in Central Texas. It's been down in the 20s at night. That's cold, but something that is hot in the Hot topic segment, we've got Rich Zerbinski. President Chief Operating Officer at TMC, the Mortgage Collaborative. We're talking about some of the things going on there. We've got the Winter Conference coming up in Fountain Blue, Florida, but be sure to stay tuned for the Hot Topic segment with Rich and hearing all that's going on within TMC. I want to say a thank you to our partners, IndustrySyndicate.com. We're also partnered with DW Consulting. How did you go to our sponsorship page? We have Debbie on a sponsorship program, but she's partnering with me in the consulting side as well. So impressed with what she does, but also want to say thank you to the Mortgage Bankers Association of America. Great industry leader, how they lead our industry, what they're doing with a Mortgage Action Alliance application. But do check out the MBA's website. The Secondary Marketing Conference is another one of the conferences coming up in New York. Also, an Astra's Fusion Mortgage Bot Solution. Check out their decision software product that does great things. So Mortgage Bot, check that out. We got Chris Zingo is going to be coming on. He is the president of the Americas for all of Finastra. We're going to have him coming up here three, four weeks out for a guest appearance on the podcast. Again, we have Karen Jenkins talking about how they are designing their products moving forward. It has to do with programming, a lot of great insights in the technology side, what's going on there. Also, we have sponsors, Lenders One and the Mortgage Collaborative. Again, Mortgage Collaborative is featured on the podcast today. Also, Total Expert, one of our newest sponsors. So excited to be working with Total Expert and all that they have to offer. We're talking more about them. We just got their agreement in on Friday, so they're official. Total expert. Also, Knowledge Coop does a great job of sharing knowledge within your organization through a learning management system, LMS. Check out knowledgecoop.com, as well as Mobility MMI, their mortgage market intelligence, along with Modix's technology. These two platforms do a great job and help you recruit. I was just talking to Bobby Nicely over at Alcova Mortgage. Give Bobby a shout out along with the Billy and Rob, his partners in the business at Alcova. But one of the things we talked about is how you can use this tool very effectively if you're competing against another loan officer. You want to get some intelligence on them? That's another way of using Mobility MMI as well as Modex to find out who is your competition. How much experience do they have versus what you have? 
you can point out unique differences. I encourage you to check out these two products. And some have one or the other. I think you should have both of them because they're a great complement to each other. Also, a big thank you to SnapDocs for what they do. They have tools that help you support and implement the e-mortgage technology effectively. And they do that through the SnapDocs e-mortgage quick start program. Check them out. we got the information on our website. As well as Success Kit, Julian Lumpkin does a great job of helping you tell your story. Check out successkit.io. Also go to our website. And then Lenders Toolkit, another one of our new sponsors, does a great job. They're going to be doing a mini user group at the LMAD Summer Conference. And so we'll be getting together on their website, Lender Toolkit, to see how we can connect there. I'll be there with the podcast microphone and we'll be talking to them. Also, Penny Mac. They are a new sponsor. Thrilled to have them here with us. You have to check out the interview that we did with Kim Nichols on November 1st. You look at what Kimberly is talking about, what they're doing at PennyMac to enter into the broker space, into the third-party space. you got to see their programs. Really innovative, and they're doing some great things. So check out PennyMac. Also, again, DW Consulting is our newest sponsor, but it does a great job of helping you with your LinkedIn profile so it stands out from the competition. Also, finally, I want to say a special thank you to Rob, Les, Alice, Alan, Matt, and Jack for their contributions each and every week. Welcome, everybody, to the Lickin' on Lending Hot Topic. I'm excited to have joining me on the microphone today, Rich Zerbinski, is President and Chief Operating Officer for the Mortgage Collaborative. Rich, so good to have you back on with me. Appreciate it. Dave, great to be here. Thanks for having me. And yeah, looking forward to the discussion. Well, I also want to start out by saying congratulations on the success of the Mortgage Collaborative under your leadership. Since you became president and COO of the organization, we're looking at some really tremendous growth, 52 new members in 2021. What do you attribute this to? It's word of mouth. We have no salespeople. We have nobody whose job it is to grow members. I guess I'm the salesperson. Uh, I'm kind of the gatekeeper and we're so quality over quantity as well. We are growing very intentionally. So yeah, 52 new members last year with nobody really trying to do it and being selective about who you're adding. It hopefully says that we're providing a lot of value and people are telling their friendly competitors about it. And we love that because members that join that way, uh, they're higher caliber members for us as well. So and you're doing a great job. We're thrilled to be members and truly value what comes out of this organization as far as creating great content, great support to the lender members as well as vendors. So it's really good. Let's talk about some of the trends. One of the things is in your seat as the president COO, you're seeing trends and themes that are top of mind issues for lenders as we get launched into 2022, sir. Yeah, well, we're seeing the mortgage industry do like a complete 180 in terms of the type of business climate. We've had now close to two years of record production, massive amounts of refinance activity, 30-year fixed rates and the load of mid-twos throughout all of that. And for lenders, it was really just about executing on their pipeline and then managing some of the pandemic-related changes like work from home and some of the changing borrower-related demands that went along with that. And now, as we get into the new year here, we've seen 30-year fixed rates, interest rates in general jump up to their highest levels in over two years, really has choked off refinance, volume has dropped. Lenders are hyper-focused on the future of their business, automation, 
technology partners, M&A, if either growth or in some cases looking to be maybe merged or folded in with another organization, just automation of tasks in general. I think how human the mortgage industry and the mortgage manufacturing process still is, is mind-boggling, really. And the pandemic's had a lot to do with it. It just got so busy two summers ago that lenders were forced to just throw bodies at this thing. And then it just stayed busy. And then we get into 21, it was busier than expected. And it was a defensive environment for lenders that kind of fend off business. And now it's changing to very offensive. Yeah, now we're definitely in an offensive move. Let's follow one of those themes that you mentioned. We're going to get into several of those today. The first one is the work from home. What are you seeing as far as the trend? Is there a desire to get back into the office amongst the TMC members? Or is this become not just a trend, but now is the way we work moving forward? Well, it's all over the board. I will say the last two variants of the pandemic have changed people's minds on this more. But I think that now people just view it a little bit different now, almost two years into the pandemic. And there's some that want to get everybody back in the office. I'd say 10, 15 percent, maybe 20 percent that are totally fine with 100 percent remote, right? And the other... 60, whatever percent, somewhere in the middle, right? They want still some human interaction and, hey, the office is open these days or a rotating schedule so you don't have a million people in the office or you bring people in regionally at certain points during the week or the month. So everybody's all over the board with it. It's really changed just the recruiting and retention, though, dynamic of operational personnel, which that's been a complete change for our industry. Companies can originate in a lot of different states. So recruiting LOs in different states always been a thing. But now the way lenders recruit, retain operations folk, it could be anywhere. Yeah, we're seeing a real trend towards a lot of operational people, specifically underwriters, more senior people, which happens to be probably upwards on the age spectrum of the whole spectrum. Not that they're old or anything, but they're saying, I want to work from home. This is a requirement, Al. I really like this, this commute stuff. I'm done with it. This is working real well for me. Your thoughts on what I just said and what are you seeing that in, in certain areas of the operational ranks more so than others? Yeah, absolutely. Underwriters more than any other position, because I think underwriters, that was the one position that had some remoteness to it pre-pandemic. But now if you're an underwriter, just the nature of the position, it just works well with remote. But more broadly, I think that some of the companies that maybe wanted to bring people back in either full time or on a hybrid basis, there has been a lot of pushback from staff, not all staff, but a a decent percent that have kind of said like, listen, I need or want to work remote. And if you can't do that for me at ABC Mortgage, no shortage of competitors that I could go work for. So uh, it's changed a lot, the pandemic with our industry. Yeah, we're seeing some trends as far as training. Like, for example, one of the things that I quote so regularly is Malcolm Gladwell when he spoke at the National MBA in San Diego. He says one of the casualties has been the transfer of knowledge that we've seen because when you're working in the same office, there's the sublimable picking up of information, the training. He talked about Bob Woodward. He got to sit next to him, the celebrated, famous reporter. He got to sit and watch him as a junior right out of college. And he says, watching his work ethic, I'm not sure I would have picked up on that in any other way. What are some of the trends as relates to training and addressing that? I think it's one area of the industry the lenders in general really struggled with since the pandemic. Training is better done in person. Can you do great remote training? Yes, you can. And there are some great remote training 
trainers. There's certain things you train people on that's easier to do remote than in person. But all in all, to have humans training humans on parts of the mortgage manufacturing origination process, it's just more effective in person. So on top of that, you had lenders to satiate all the volume in their pipeline. They had to add a lot of people. So it was chaos in 2020. You had some companies trying to bring people in. They were hiring people from all over the country and trying to bring them into wherever their home office was. You had others that were trying to do it remote. You had not enough trainers in the industry to fulfill all this. And it wasn't even like you could pull off non-trainer top-end processors, underwriters, closers to do it because they were so busy. So now I think it's one part of the business that lenders have really rethought over the course of the last year and the way they train and their training departments are structured a lot different now than they were pre-pandemic. One of the other trends you talked about is mergers and acquisitions. We're certainly seeing a surge in that. And I think there's a natural one where people are aging out. They've had a good run. They've owned their business for a good number of years. And they're at that point where they're saying, hey, it's time to go to pasture, let the next generation. So what do we do with this? Talk about some of the M&A trends that you're seeing is how they're being structured. Any themes that you're seeing there? Yeah. I mean, you just hit on a big one, right? There's a lot of older sole proprietor, independent mortgage bank owners, or maybe co-ownerships or three or four people own the company and they've had the two best years of their lives. And yeah. you got a Democratic CFPB that is ramping up the rhetoric. We all remember it was just a lot tougher doing business when Richard Cordray was over that organization. So we're heading into a tough business climate, right? So it, it's natural that you're going to see a lot of that type of M&A and other trends that you're seeing is there's a lot of big companies in our industry that went public. That's kind of a new dynamic for the mortgage industry. There's yeah. been a lot of large public companies and those companies are seeing their originations obviously in profits and net profit margin fall. So if you're a public company and answer to shareholders and that all is happening, a natural reaction is to grow and scale. So you're starting to see some of those bigger companies are starting to get more active. And then there's a lot of miscellaneous stuff like something that just happened, Redfin, real estate company, buying Bay Equity out of California and talking about numbers and metrics. I know just a lot of our members and a lot of the industry is looking at that one. I think it was I forget what the numbers were on it, 135 million yeah. and eight and a half billion a year. So all the IMB owners are doing the math and not quite yeah. that simple. Like yeah. uh, athletes, right? Like Fernando Tati signs for eight years and 300 million and the Bryce Harper is like, okay, I want that plus 5%. Not quite that simple in the mortgage industry, but a lot of people are looking at it that way. No, I think they're looking at that Redfin deal and they're going, wow, if I could get that money. In fact, I was having a conversation with an executive, a guy that's been a client for many, many years. They're not interested in selling, he said. I've got a lot of gas in this tank. And then I mentioned to him the multiple that someone's paying, and he goes, go ahead and make that introduction. Maybe yeah. willing to hit that bid if that's a, a real number. So it's when you see these kind of valuations, you're astute to bring up the Bay Equity acquisition by Redfin. I think it's really going to be really interesting what comes in. $135 million, you were right. Just looking at the, the press release on this right now. When you look at some other aspects, new entrants coming in, we're certainly, that's probably because we've done so much of that in the past. We are seeing, Rich, a number of new companies come in and they're well capitalized, 5 million to 15 million capitalization coming in to the industry that 
that haven't been there before. They're taking a very interesting approach, and that is being tech-led. In other words, their foundation of their business model is more technology-driven. What are you seeing from TMC's perspective? The same. I mean, I think every time you have one of these cycles, like we're in right now, like, oh, it's been really busy with high margin and a lot of refi for a couple of years, and then the anticipation is volume is going to kind of drop off pretty significantly. My experience, you always see a lot of new entrants come into the market that time for a few different reasons. One, a lot of times people that made gobs of money somewhere else that they're setting up shop and looking to start their own company or do something new. Also, just Anytime you have change or volatility in our industry, either at the very high end or the very low end, it just opens up opportunity. So the anticipation is that over the course of the next couple of years, a lot of the smaller lenders are going to be gobbled up into larger lenders. So to me, that opens opportunity because small lenders have a lot of advantages over the biggest lenders. So I think one of our members told me on a call we had the other week that they were just doing some searches on like, I think it was NMLS or something like the number of IMBs that exist today versus like five years ago is like down like 30 or 40%. And that's a number that will only continue to increase. So good time to start a new business right now, especially if you're going to lead it with some sort of impactful differentiating technology, which is clearly where things are going. I mean, the human LO will never go away completely, but the number of automated applications that are fed through lead business that are paid a lower commission, that is only going to go up. Talking about LO compensation, what are you hearing from within TEMC members? We're seeing a margin compression. Certainly, there's a lot of focus, and you look at the single biggest item on anyone's expense P&L, the expense side of it, is the amount of compensation that's paid out, and specifically the LOs. What are you seeing as trends are anticipating there from your perspective, Rich? Well, it will trickle down. I don't think the LO comp never got crazy during these last couple of years. We tracked that through TMC Benchmark and Rigello Comp and our network went up from, I don't know, like 93 basis points to one point. It probably spiked at like 107 or 108 and settled back down around 100. That's a mix of IMBs. Right banks and credit unions, big and small. So it's a pretty significant sample size and I think reflective of the industry. So, but I think it will go down. I, I think that, you know, anytime you have one of these climates where refi is going to go away, niche products like construction and adjustable rate mortgages, that helps depositories. IMB market share, depending on what stat you look at, it's probably 60 62, 63% right now in America. It's never even been close to that high. And depository market share was that high and higher. You go back 10, 12, 13 years. So I think it'll even out. Things are cyclical. And CLO that's been in an IMB that has valued that employer because of nimbility and maybe tech. And now you look at a depository and you're, hey, you're going to give me a construction product. And you're going to give me good portfolio arm products and some rehab stuff. And stories has got a little, uh, little wind at their back now. Yep, they certainly do. You touched on something there that's a real value prop for anyone that's a part of TMC and it's called the benchmarking. Talk about that such an amazing thing you guys are doing. Yeah, like everything we do, which is one of many cool things about TMC, it's driven by our members. Our board of directors is comprised of our lender members. So we're managed willingly by our lender members, which gives the members a strong sense of ownership in the organization, creates this pay it forward culture. But it was them, like it's like six and a half years ago now that we're doing our collaboration labs, our kind of intensive networking sessions between organizations. And part of that exercise is everybody signs a mutual NDA. We collect a bunch of data. 
We compile it side by side so companies can see how they compare very specifically against eight to 15 companies, very, very much like them. And we started doing those labs and the lenders immediately were like, I would love to see this monthly as opposed to every six months when we get our lab group together. That was how TMC Benchmark started. So it's a free as part of membership, a monthly data benchmarking tool. It's open from the 5th to the 19th of every month. So it closes. Today, we're recording this on the 19th. Part of my to-do list tomorrow will be to go in there and analyze the results and write up an executive summary that gets sent out along with it. So 22nd, 23rd of each month, lenders are sitting on very functional dashboards that show how they compare in all the most critical areas against their whole network, their peer group within it. It's pretty cool. That's an amazing value for me. I think if I was a business owner of a mortgage company, I have owned three mortgage companies in the past, I've been owner operator of three of them. That value of that data is just so powerful, especially when it comes out monthly. It's real time. Whereas other entities that produce benchmarking data, peer analysis, it's so far in the rearview mirror, it doesn't feel relevant to what's happening today, especially when you look at the dynamic markets. Let's look over to the tech area. You have a unique perspective in it because TMC is a partner with a lot of tech companies. And also, I believe, I don't know if it's, I don't think TMC is making the investment in tech companies, but there's a sister company that does make investments in tech companies. Love to get your perspective on what's got your interest and attention. Yeah, 14 months ago, we created a fund for our members to buy in as limited partners that reviews and assesses and if they choose to invest in emerging tech companies. So I've got about 20 lender members of ours that are part of that as limited partners. We've invested in four, three of them were, you know, kind of Series A startup mortgage tech companies, and the fourth was a more established company. But it is a big advantage of my job is just being able to see kind of what's behind door number three, what's coming down the pike, the type of tech that people are working on that won't be mainstream for a year or two. And it's just fascinating to see. And then the other side of it is just on the the regular TMC side, a lot of those companies reach out to us and we assess that landscape to bring on the best and the brightest as preferred partners to our network. So I think in general, what's happened with technology in the mortgage industry because of Dodd-Frank and the Democrat CFPB and other perceptions, technology in general was kind of delayed to the mortgage industry by about three to five years from other similar type industries. Then we started to see great advances six, seven years ago. But it was, it, it really, a lot of it stemmed with the rocket mortgage, push button, get mortgage, Super Bowl commercial. I, that really was a seminal moment for the mortgage industry. And so much changed from that day forward. And it started to happen after that was tech providers really focused on the borrower facing sides of tech, right? The point of sales, the mobile app stuff. That stuff is great in the mortgage industry. It's very refined, a lot of great opportunities and companies to partner up with there. Now what we're seeing is the rest of the stuff feeling behind, automation, document recognition, all these next level techs that stand to dehumanize the mortgage manufacturing process and start to make predictive analytics on servicing books and ways to use AI in a bunch of different ways behind the scenes and to operate more strategically. We could go on to that topic forever. There's certainly a lot of M&A going on in that area. It's really interesting. And another compelling reason for someone to become a member of TMC when they realize that that opens up the door for them to become a limited partner in up and coming tech companies. And that gives them a unique perspective into what's developing, what's trending. And I think that's really valuable 
valuable. And we could talk about that forever, but I want to talk a little bit about your upcoming conference in Miami at the Fountain Blue, if I remember correctly, March 19th through the 21st. Talk about what you got on the agenda there. Has the latest round of COVID discouraged that from happening, or are you full steam ahead on that? Yeah, full steam ahead. We're on pace. We had our biggest conference ever back in September at uh, Tyrrhenia, California, 400 people, and yeah, projecting 430 to 450 here in Miami. So yeah, it really, I mean, it's being honest, had some impact. We probably would have been 450 in Tyrrhenia and probably 500 in Miami. But I think what we saw this past September is we are a very human organization. We do so much virtually, 20 to 30 different virtual sessions a month, our data benchmarking tool and a bunch of other stuff. But it is about relationships and in-person connections and all the just great stuff that happens when we get our members together every six months in person and really looking forward to Miami. We just released the agenda a few weeks ago, which is up at mortgagecollaborative.com for everybody to see. Again, like everything we do is driven by the members. We do a very comprehensive survey of our members every six months. Went out to, I think, 800 like key decision makers at our 261 wow. lender members. And it takes the, we call it the pulse of the mortgage industry. And the agenda for our conferences is formulated very largely off the results of that survey. So I'm sure you'd be talking about the government policy and the influence that it has on the industry. You mentioned earlier that the headwinds are increasing as a result of the Democratic CFPB. Obviously, that's going to be something of focus at the conference. Any more you want to say about that? It's just interesting what's going on right now. As we saw the White House change, obviously, with it, all the key housing leaders, housing has been very much in the forefront. I remember talking on shows like this and others about how every presidential debate, housing never gets brought up. Housing is so central to the fabric of America, the economy of America. It seems like it is just never makes the top 10 of issues that Americans are concerned about. But you've seen this administration come in and really aggressively talk about housing and start to make some very bold moves on both sides of the ledger. We saw Mark Calabria, who was working to get Fannie and Freddie out from the government thumb, ousted income Sandra Thompson, who we were lucky to have speak at our conference in September. She's coming back again in Miami. When you hear her speak, you hear somebody at the head of FHFA that gets the mortgage industry, understand it's important to housing and that housing is important to America and that hearing the voice of mortgage lenders is critical. And so they're going to be doing a lot of things through Fannie and Freddie to help promote and spur home ownership for minorities, people of median to lower income areas that have really been left behind in housing. And at the same time, though, you've got a new Democratic leader of the CFPB that is been very aggressive in his rhetoric and making lenders think about a whole host of compliance-related items that they haven't had to think too much about for the last four or five years. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. The underpinnings of it all is a lack of inventory in America. And my one fear and hope is that the federal government doesn't do things to continue to increase demand by doing what they need to do, opening home ownership to making it easier for different types of people to become homeowners without thinking about that supply side, because it's really a big, huge issue in the industry right now. 
is so good that you guys are going to be covering that at the conference. Anything else on the agenda that's going to be showing up? I know that's going to be one of the topics, especially with Sandra coming back. We got Sandra coming back. We just got a confirmation from uh, National Association of Home Builders CEO, okay. Jerry Howard, that's going to come. Oh, wow. We're doing uh, also a couple of really unique signature sessions that we're super excited about. One on Sunday night, the opening day. We're going to do a moderated debate. I'm going to moderate a debate between three really brilliant lender members of ours. One is going to be debating the position of everybody in the office work. One is going to be debating the hybrid model. One is going to be debating the completely remote model. So we're going to have a presidential wow, election fun. style debate that lenders will be making their case for why their model is the best. And then we'll be doing the 12 days of TMC virtual event this past December, an in-person event, an in-person version of a session we call the $100,000 Hour. Yeah, so many great. amazing cost savings ideas that our members share with one another throughout the course of the year and not things that lenders would think about. These are like, oh my God, I didn't know you could do that or why have I not been doing that? So we compile them all. We pick the best. And then we have the lenders that submitted them in bite-sized chunks and like little two, three-minute presentations, their cost-saving idea. And in one hour, we show your average size mortgage lender, how they can save $100,000 in a year through these accumulated cost-savings ideas. So just a few of the really unique sessions that we'll be doing in Miami. It's a great conference. You can learn more about it by going to the website, folks. We have a link to that website in our show notes. And uh, Rich, again, for those that may be just listening to this and driving along, easy website to go, but give us the website one more time. Mortgagecollaborative.com. Yeah, check it out, folks. It's a great venue. If you haven't been to the Fountain Blue, that in itself is a good reason to go, but there's so much more value and uh, really meaningful content that will be shared at this conference. I've been there many times, hope to make it this year, and very excited about that. And so I got my flight scheduled. Can't wait to get to see everyone there. I love the in-person part of it and getting everyone together. That is really interesting that you've got the CEO of the the National Association of Home Builders are going to be speaking there along with Sandra. That's going to give us some really good insight. So kudos to you on doing, again, a great job of leading this organization, the growth in the membership, and the engagement with the membership, creating meaningful content, Rich. It's really excellent. Thank you so much for being with us today. And thank you, Dave, all that you've done for us and our network and the great partnership we've had really since the beginning, always a special place in our heart for people that believed in TMC when we were like six members seven, eight years ago. So really appreciate it. And yeah, looking forward to seeing you in person in Miami in a couple months. Yeah, We'll be there. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you so much. Well, folks, that is a great conference and we're looking forward to being there. And then the speaker lineup is really impressive. So the good news, I wasn't certain when I first started recording that, but if I was going to be able to be there, but I've confirmed I'm going to. So I'll be there. Looking forward to seeing you all there as well. I want to talk about another podcast we'll be releasing this week. It's a podcast interview with Alan Weiss, CEO and former co-founder and CEO of Case Shiller Weiss. If everyone knows about the Case Shiller Report, well, Alan was the one that came up with that idea and approached Dr. Case and Dr. Shiller about that. And you'll hear part of that story on the podcast, but did a great job. Very exciting. But today he is co-founder of Weiss Analytics as well as co-founder and CEO of ValShield. So check out this interview. We'll be releasing it this week. I strongly encourage you to see what's going on there. Jack and I did this interview, and, and Jack and I called each other right afterwards. Wow, is someone thinking ahead of the curve? This is brilliant. Not surprising that Alan, the previous co-founder and CEO of Case Schiller Weiss, 
came up with what we're going to be talking about in this podcast. Next week, we're going to have Russ Anderson and Jack Nunnery on. Jack's always on, always each week. But Russ is going to be talking to us about an important topic related to managing your money and that if independent mortgage bankers can learn from what banks do. Jack and Russ work together at Texas Capital Bank and both have retired. And I'm really excited to have them on next week. And then we'll be having a release. That'll be a part one, part two podcast. Uh, the part two will be released later that week. Looking forward to having you all back here next week. A special thank you to our sponsors. Again, Penny Mac, Lender Toolkit, Success Kit, SnapDocs, The Mortgage Collaborative, Knowledge Coop, MBA, Modex, Mobility MMI, Accelerate, Lenders One, and Finastra is now our newest sponsor, Total Experts. So great to have them here with us. Thrilled to have all of these sponsors making this podcast possible. Have a great week, everybody. Look forward to having you back here next week. You've been listening to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lickin of Transformational Mortgage Solutions. Join us next week, and thanks for listening.